Before we begin this morning, I want to give a shout out to my mom. She's been watching these live stream services each and every week. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you, I'm thankful for you, and I'm proud to be your son. As you just saw in the video, this Mother's Day has turned out much differently than any of us anticipated. If we're honest, though, it's probably not the first time that we've planned something and our plans have been interrupted by life circumstances. I heard about a wealthy man who uh, wanted to get his mom the perfect gift for Mother's Day to express his appreciation to her. And he went into a petting store, and in that store there was a very expensive parrot. But this parrot, it was worth $30,000, if you can believe that. It was very special and unique indeed. It knew the 23rd Psalm, it could quote it from memory, and it could also sing Amazing Grace. And when the man saw it, he said, this, this is the perfect gift for my mom. And so 30000 was a lot of money, but he had it and he bought it, and he had it sent specifically to his mom, delivered in a special way. Well, Mother's Day came, and he called his mom, and he said, Mom, how did you like that bird I sent you? She said, Son, it was delicious. Thank you so very much. Well, that Mother's Day didn't quite end up for that man the way he thought it would. And this hasn't been exactly what we had in mind either for Mother's Day. But here we are, wherever we are, watching church, thanking God for our moms. It's appropriate for us on this occasion to pause and to celebrate motherhood and to lift up our moms and to give them a shout out. And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul did in a very unique passage, perhaps one you've never heard preached on Mother's Day before. Listen to his words now from the book of Romans, chapter 16, beginning with verse 1. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you. For she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful for them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend, Apentuus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andriacus and Junia, my fellow Jews, who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Statius. Greet Apellus, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of Narcissist who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphenia and Tryphosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet Ascentris, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobus, and Hermas, and the other brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philagus and Julia, Neros, and his sister Olympus, and all the Lord's people 
who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, if you're like me, reading the names of the Bible and great list of names like this probably isn't one of your favorite fast pastimes. I'll confess, and it may come as a surprise and maybe even a relief to you, that as a pastor, I don't particularly enjoy these long lists of names that we find in the Bible. Just like you and many others, I have trouble pronouncing the names, and it's hard to keep my attention in those long lists. I'm tempted to skip over passages like Romans 16 for that very reason. But if I did so, and if you did so, we would fail to, mint, to, to pick up on a very important detail. There's a detail here that is significant. There's a Mother's Day message for us right here in Paul's greeting in Romans chapter 16. Paul's giving some personal shout-outs. Romans is his great theological work. He lays out the problem of sin and what salvation means and then the practical implications that are involved with that. And then at the very end, here's his shout-out. He's writing to the believers at Rome. He hasn't yet been there, but he knows people there. And he's saying, hey, say hey to this person. Say hey to that person. I want to lift up to you this person. It's interesting to note in this list of 26 people that Paul singles out, six of them were women. Now, that strikes me rather interesting. Paul has gotten this bad rep reputation, a misreputation, of being a chauvinist, of, of, of being anti-women. Paul was no such thing. I think he shows in this writing the tremendous influence that women had in the early church and even on his life. In the male-oriented first century Palestine, it's telling that Paul could not speak of a church without mentioning the significant role of women. And one of the shout-outs he gives is to an unnamed woman in verse 13. She was the mother of Rufus, and Paul simply says, as is translated in the New International Version, she was like a mother to me too. I can't help but wonder, when and where did Paul meet Rufus's mom? Did she nurse him through a, a difficult experience, perhaps when he was sick? Did she receive him into her home when he needed a place to stay, perhaps on one of his extended missionary journeys? Did she encourage him? Did she add to his faith? Whatever way they met, in some significant way, Rufus's mom impacted Paul in a tremendous way, and he never forgot it. I've had church moms along the way who've been impactful to me, all the way from the First Baptist Church in Panama City Beach that I grew up in to even this church today. There are influential older women in the church who have pointed me to Jesus in many ways. And I'm indebted and grateful for them this day. Well, that's what Rufus's mom was to Paul. A church mom, an elder in the faith, who influenced and helped Paul along his way in his spiritual journey. So in the same way that Paul gives a shout-out to a mom for the impact that she had on his life, I want to do the same today by lifting up mothers today and giving them a shout out. And here's why. First of all, no other human being loves us like our mother does. Think about that. There is no other human being who has this unique relationship with you like your mom has or does. 
Your mom had you in her womb for nine months. There was a bond, a closeness there. Then she held you in her arms for the first time and, and looked into your eyes and counted your fingers and toes. There's no bond like that on planet Earth between any other human being than a mother and child. There's a country song that says, Jesus and Mama always loved me even when the devil took control. Well, that song talks about the persistent love, unconditional love, of a good mother. We read in the Old Testament the story of a very old and obscure uh, person named Rizpah. Rizpah was not a very kind woman, but of course that didn't mean she couldn't be a mother. In fact, she had two children by Saul. And later when David ascended to the throne, he had these two sons executed because of a conspiracy in which they were a part of that resulted in the deaths of many people. David decreed that their bodies should be hung on display in the public gallows for all to see as an example. It was a rather intimidating object lesson. This is when Rizpah, their mother, comes back in the story again. She goes to the execution site and she begins a sad and lonely vigil beside the bodies of her two sons. We're told that in the very, uh, this very grisly scene that she drove away the vultures by day and the jackals by night. And when David heard of this, he was moved to compassion. And he went to Gibeon personally and he had the bodies taken down and given a decent burial. It seems that Rizpah's vigil speaks of the persistent kind of love of all mothers. Rudyard Kipling captures this kind of persistent love when he writes this poem. If I were hanged on the highest hill, I know whose love would still follow me. Mother of mine, mother of mine. If I were drowned in the deepest sea, I know whose tears would come down to me. Mother of mine, mother of mine. If I were damned by body and soul, I know whose prayers would make me whole. Mother of mine. Mother of mine. There was an interesting story years ago on CNN about a man in San Francisco who was dying with AIDS. He was skin and bones. His father had completely disowned him. His mother was dead. There was nobody near him. The man looked like he couldn't weigh over 100 pounds and and he had to look at death in the face all alone. The reporter asked him how he was able to stand the, fate, the pain not only of death, but the pain of family rejection. And he gave an interesting answer. He said, I stand by it, closing my eyes and imagining that when I awaken, my mother will be holding me. She never left my side. No one loves us in the same way that our mothers do. There's another reason I want to give a shout out to moms today. Mothers influence us in a way that no one else can. Moms have the greatest influence over our lives. I'm totally convinced that the person outside of God himself who influenced Jesus the most was his mother, Mary. Now that's not to diminish Joseph's role. Had he lived uh, on, I think he would have been at Calvary's Hill standing right next to Mary as Jesus died. But very clearly, Mary's role in God's plan did not end at the birth of Jesus. God used her along with other persons and events 
to help mold the personality and the ministry of Jesus. Listen to how John begins with the second chapter of the gospel. The mother of Jesus was there. <laughs> that event was specifically referring to the wedding at Cana in Galilee when Jesus was turning the water into wine. And in a very real sense, yes, Jesus' mother was always there. When he was calling his disciples, Jesus' mother was there, in a sense, supporting him. When he was fulfilling God's call upon his life to come and to suffer and to die and to give his life for us, Jesus' mother was there. And when he was hanging upon the cross, Jesus looked to his mother and then looked to John and said, Behold thy mother. That same type of influence can be seen in the lives of all types of individuals. Many scholars have concluded that you cannot really understand John Wesley, the co-founder of the Methodist movement, unless you understand his mother, Susanna Wesley. She was instrumental in his life, and she was the mother of Methodism. I would submit to you this morning, there is not a person watching this service that in one, five, ten, or ten thousand ways have not been forever influenced by their mother. I firmly believe with psychologists that you cannot truly in understand who a person is without understanding their development and the family of origin they came from and the influence of their mother. I want to lift up mothers today and give a shout out because of the way they love us, because of the way they influence us, but also because of the way they always uniquely make us feel at home. You know what, where mom is, that's where home is. I heard about a minister who was visiting a family in Memphis. They were new to the town, new to the city. They were from Baltimore. And the minister asked the family, he said, Well, were you originally from Baltimore? And the father of the, of the household said, No, I didn't grow up in Baltimore. My family moved all over the place. He said that when he thought about it, he said, I guess we didn't have any home. And then he said something else. He said, No, I suppose where mother was, that's where home was. Wherever mother is, that is where home is. Maybe a lot of us can identify with that. A house is a physical place. A home is where our loved ones are gathered. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, wherever mother is, there is home, as the poet said. So it's appropriate that we single out this day, in a, just one small day in a year. But when we really think about it, there ought not be a day that goes by in our lives and in our worlds that we don't give a shout-out to mom. And the highest shout-out or tribute that we can give to our mothers is not to praise her, not to give her a gift, not to pay her a visit, not even to simply watch church with her on this day. The greatest shout-out or tribute you can give your mother is to live the kind of life she wants you to live by becoming the kind of person that she and our Heavenly Father want us to be. So with your lives, give Mama a shout out. And in the words of Holy Scripture, honor thy mother. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.